the longer Bill Divers goes, the longer, the closer they get to being Kingdom Hearts names. <laughs> Not on board. Not on board, Bandai. Hello and welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that to understand you have to know that there are some things that are just too weird to explain. I don't I don't know how to get it anymore. There's there's long stories, there's weird roundabout inside jokes, but here we are. Celebrating episode 252 of something or other. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I actually do want to point out that like episode 200 was also the 250th post on the site. That was that was a weird coincidence, but it all worked out. <laughs> timing, just timing. Just timing. Uh anyhow, I'm Scott. I'm Dan. And this is it for the week and we are going to jump right into it with pick of the week. What you got, Dan? Um as much as I want to go into ninth edition releasing, I'm gonna actually pick the Bone to Pick. Ah, because I had a wonderful experience this week because our glorious postmaster, appointed by Air Orange Führer, decided to cut back on the number of deliveries per week for mail. And on top of that, cut back on shipping between facilities. A thing so, that you totally don't need when all business is happening via the postal service. <laughs> yeah, they they claim they're doing it to cut costs. It's like, this has been the busiest and most profitable time for you guys. You might actually cover the pensions that you're supposed to be covering ahead of time, which is why the whole service is ruined. Yeah. Thanks. Obama. <laughs> I thought that deal came under Bush. Oh, six. Yeah, that's Bush. Yeah. <laughs> but so because of that, a great number of packages that I've ordered have been delayed. But I had also a wonderful experience where the same day I got a bill for, you know, a doctor's appointment because, you know, they do it virtually and stuff and they ship you the bill. Instead of emailing it you to you for whatever reason, um, the same day I got it, I got a call from the doctor's office from their collection saying it was past due. I looked at the bill. The due date was from three days before I got it. You know, OK. We're, we're not a, as much as we can make our thanks Obama jokes and call uh, his tangerineness any number of, you know names related to historical jerks. We're not a show about politics, but I just want to say it is phenomenally stupid that healthcare, housing, and education are for-profit institutions anywhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but that's all I gotta say is bullshit restructuring, replanning is my bone to pick. Anyway, uh, so What's your Scott? <laughs> yeah, now I feel like I need to do something completely light and fluffy and, you know, light and fluffiness is hard to come by. But I, I'm just going to say, hey, if you haven't had time to watch Letterkenny, watch Letterkenny. My wife was like, I will now watch this now that there's you've seen it all twice, Scott. 
and I'm so now watching it a third time. And season one is eh, not super great, but it's 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 Letterkenny. It's it's a fine old show about uh, rural Ontario problems. <laughs> I do something that season one does that later seasons don't is that they do have post credits gags. And I'm like, no, I missed those. I missed, I missed just the sheer amount of nonsense Jonesy can do just on his own in bed, apparently with other people. But that that's it. it it's a show with good puns and cute dogs. I don't know what else to tell you. Can't go wrong with cute dogs. No, it's very hard to go wrong with cute dogs but we are talking about uh well before i go into the main topic i should mention that we are sponsored by humble choice used to be humble monthly but it is a service which you pay for a small subscription fee and then it offers you 10 excellent video games per month and that seems like a great way to do things but there's more the more is that uh some of that money goes to charities and that's dan skippy and if you sign up with the coupon code in our description, some of that money goes to me. And that's also kind of good. There we go. That's that's it. Humble Monthly, Humble Choice, link in the description. Make it happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, we are getting back into Gundam, in which case we are in back going through Model Kits and MMOs series, Gundam Build Divers Re-Rise, the first half, because, I mean, I planned on doing both halves this week, but, you know, uh, there was this weird thing where people couldn't animate for 12 weeks in a row, and um, let's not go yeah. into it. <laughs> let's not get into that reason. <laughs> I will say, this season... Actually, kind of, I've, I'm a little more interested in the goings on with the big plot of the mysterious world, with the build up for stuff. But let's go into the story first. So, it is non-specific number of years since the end of Build Fi Build Divers, the first one, and um, everyone is very happy to be build diving, building and diving, and um, nothing Everybody weird. No, no, no weird AI made out of feelings has emerged. So. Well, they've also released the 2.0 version of the game where those AIs can exist and not destroy the game. Yep. So there's that, and everything's going along just fine, and we are introduced to a whole new cast of idiots, jerks, and weirdos who <laughs> uh, discover these what they believe to be a secret beta of the sequel. Where they, uh, you wander into an alley in the main hub and someone tells you they need help and you sign on to that quest line and you just jump over there and you get to, uh, defend furries from death army mooks and that's a cool thing that you should do. And as it turns out, total spoilers, that's not actually what's happening. There's some weird... I don't know, the data stream is connecting to a real place 14 light years away, and that doesn't make any goddamn sense, but we'll roll with it. Yo, I kind of like the twist of the Isekai thing of, 
We're going to our virtual world that transfers us to another world that's actually part of the real world? Yeah, no, like, that, that, like, isekai as genre, like, MMO isekai as genre has developed to the point where we can have, no, okay, so you play the MMO, and that sends you to a different MMO, but that MMO, that's a real fantasy setting. What the heck? And, uh, that, <laughs> that's, that's really cool. I think they needed to pull the trigger on that sooner. Because the the setup of the show is that they think this is just a quest chain and they have to do it together, even though they're a pug group. And so they're just really annoyed at each other like every pug group ought to be and will be forever. Um, so they, they, the, the pug group that are vastly incompetent and deeply dysfunctional have to, you know pull themselves together to do the big quest that they just think is secret beta. And then, no, no, it's for real. Like, this this is it. The big trigger pull at the end of the last episode is, no, this is real. This really happened. This real has real consequences on an alien world light years away. And I think that trigger pull needs to happen in episode 12 so that their dysfunction actually has consequence beyond being like, oh, one episode, we will do a rehearsal training montage for what will, for what will be the actual real world fight, and oh look, I have overcome my personal bullshit. That means I'm competent and now friends with these people. And I, I mean, yeah, God forbid a Gundam series be formulaic, but I want to say that like that specific thing happening four times really grinds, and I think having the pressure on while they're still not friends and not confident, would make a better show. Yeah, that that little bit reminded me a lot of, like, Common Rider, where it's like, oh, I encounter this person who's got a problem. Oh, this person's being assailed by the demons we're fighting because of their personal problem. I help said person overcome their personal problem. This is Sailor Moon all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say the the one of the things I have a problem with that is like that they were able to like exactly plan out. Oh, we can totally build up a a, a PVE scenario outside of the world to practice on because we know we have like thirty six hours before these guys show up, and it's like, well, what about like you guys get the brief and then you have to hold the line, like like it, and again. If it is just the secret beta for Build Dive 2, right? Like, like in a scenario where this is the land of furries is just the secret beta, that makes perfect sense, right? Like, hey, this raid starts in 36 hours. Prep as you will. Yeah. But, oh no, th but the rug pull that this is a serious war story for the planet of the furries is perhaps, you know, undercut by the fact that they... The bad guys are so formulaic, and yeah, they're being run by an AI that emerged out of an MMO, so it makes a little sense. But it's also like you you can you can balance your tensions better. Is really yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> I mean, I I think part of it is because they they really needed to get all those different armor types for Hirato. I, I will admit, like, his little stick with the core Gundam actually is a really interesting idea. It 
Well, it's, it, it, it's a thing we've seen a couple times, and I mean, the best version of it... I mean, okay, so I'm going to say the best version of this prior to it was in Seed Destiny with the, uh, with the Impulse Packs. Right. But I like that he can vary stuff up. Like, he can kind of wave rider it to now, a scene to fight... No, this is definitely a cooler idea than impulse packs. This is this yeah. is like as much as like, oh yeah, these are impulse packs, but like for men many of Destiny's sins, uh Sword Impulse won everything no matter what. Yeah. Whereas I think these seem to be, you know, fairly varied, fairly specific. So the idea that, oh yeah, no, this is the one where I gotta bust out number seven and be like the counter sniper guy or I got to bust out, you know, the heavy weapon system or the one time he has to do the underwater variant. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, these, these are feeling, I guess maybe not like the impulse and more like the F90 project, right? Yeah. About where they would just slap different armor bits on the F90 for the scenario. And yeah, that that'll that'll shift a lot of kits or a lot of well, a lot of kits in a financially effective way. My hats to you, uh, Bandai designer. But like, one of the things the build shows did, I guess we'll say ca we'll we'll cast this in the past tense is that um no there there were tons of in jokes and fun variants, and now it's just like okay, we've got. The new the new hero suit that's got a nifty gimmick and a bunch of Death Army knockoffs and really nothing else. Like, oh, it's a Wadam in green. The the one thing my cousin, because he actually he loves the build diver show and he's been building all the different versions of the core Gundam he can get his hands on. Uh he actually bought two so he could display one as the core gunner with the armor pack in its fighter mode and another one with it wearing it next to each other. But one of the things he pointed out to me is that all the different ver color variations of the core gunner that come with those kits are different color variations than the original RX-78. Like the, um, the Venus, the core gunner colors for that is the G3. The uh, the Mars one, um, that one is the RX seventy eight dash or RX seventy dash two or dash one color scheme with the black armor and stuff. I don't know how so deliberate that is, so much as it is just like, oh yeah, they're gonna stick to. Like I, I don't think the uh, the the Neptune set doesn't remind me of any of the seventy eight variants that I can that jump out at me. Um, I've only noticed it with those three though, like the the original core, the Mars, and the Venus. Yeah, so that that's more along the lines of just like we are going to stick to primary colors, and oh by coincidence, that corresponds to it. Like it's it's not like uh again jumping at the Neptune. That's not a shout out to the mud rock or either of the thoroughbred units, <laughs> which, again, I'm not saying there's not someone who pushed for that, but it's also like, uh, 
whatever. You got to make him look different on on the shelves to attract the kid the kid dollars and the grown up yep. dollars. But no, but I, I I genuinely miss all the shout outs and weirdness, and it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, they're and yeah, you know what, the Justice Knight and the Aegis Knight are cool, but the um, you know, Awadam and Green isn't Green isn't all that interesting. And it's not even like a true one one forty fourth Wadam either. <laughs> oh, it's it. like a it's like a mini Wadam. Yeah, it's it, I don't know what scale that that came in, but it's like okay, yeah, yeah. They there's just, and I mean, in your merch driven show to have not all that much or that interesting merch, I'm just a little sad. I'm sorry. I I am I I am I am super keen to buy that GPO two ogre version from the first build divers now because I was like really worried we weren't gonna get that guy as a kit, and it's out now and I will buy it. But um, like just not having anything to buy out of this or anything super interesting to buy out of this is part of why I'm just like, oh yeah, this is this is my chore watch. Like the the one interesting like that's the thing is like it it took until the season two to get interesting villain suits besides the Svetsum or whatever the big bad with the long arm and the lance. Yeah, like the 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 Mark Three with the with the crazy evil bits on it. Yeah, like he was about the only interesting one. I mean, it was cool to get more Death Army stuff that wasn't the same old Death Army, and you could do some cool customization bits. But I mean, I've been to the model store a couple times. There have been at least stuff from the side stories popping up, which looked really cool. But yeah, the the core series, other than the heroes, there's not a lot going for it because it's just not a lot going on. Well, they don't. They don't. It's not. It's like with unlike with the first show because like each week or every couple of weeks they find somebody new who's got a new variant. You know, they got the the uh, the virtue that's got. Ptolemy parts on it. They got the the tiger dude who's rocking like a weird mashup of the Dragon Gundam and uh, Ultron. You know the those kind of things are great, but yeah, you're right. The the their opposing force is just uh, a grunt mech from another series with a couple new fiddly bits. I mean, it's kind of cool that we're getting Dauntresses, but it's not the original Dauntress. Well, and you know, like there, there's some things like okay, their attempt at the, uh, like I'll, I'll say putting, uh, Cujo in a age three Magnum is like oh, oh, I've I've missed fatties, I miss fat, I miss fat mobile suits. So you bringing me these, it makes me happy. But no, I mean this is it. So we don't have exciting. So we don't have the in jokes of original build show. We don't have the fun variants of divers or original build show. So what we just have are our four doofuses saving furries from anonymous robots, and the antagonist still doesn't really talk or have a motivation because he's in a coma. That's a skipping into season two, which I guess we'll deal with next year or something. But 
No, that was end of season one. Yeah, end that of season end one. Of- like, like our main antagonist has a name, has a face, and used to be the hero, but somehow got AI corrupted. Somehow, something. This is. Yeah, so so we just have our doofuses, and our doofuses are. Uh, my last guild fell apart, so I'm sad. My current guild kicked me out because I'm a fucking rando noob who can't play by the rules. I have trauma entirely related to non-game stuff that you shouldn't be processing here. And a tiny doll girl. (laughs) Um, In defense of par, though, I've had moments after I got into a car wreck where I was playing, like, Gran Turismo, and I was taking a little a turn a little fast, and I panicked and to slow down. Yeah, no, so I can I, I, I forgive him it, on that one. No, I, I I get that it's real, but it's also like so outside of like okay, like the, the this is it where we have our main. So our main character, our three main characters' problems are all tied to MMO bullshit problems, and then one character who is like, no, no, my real life is creeping in. And I'm like, that's weird, but not different enough because all like this is every other show has done it. it, It's it's not it is not that. Like having him be the one person whose problem comes from outside. Isn't interesting enough because everyone else's problems are inside. I like, okay, I'm not articulating this well. His story. I'm not going to say his story is invalid or not interesting, but it is. But because he is like a guy who can't recover and he's playing an MMO. Yeah, he's is, kind of it is yeah. not doesn't it doesn't gel with three people who are recovering from MMO problems. Yeah, it kind of it kind of calls back to that thing I had mentioned. It was a a little story beat that they didn't continue on from the first season of Bill Divers, where um, Rommel's group, you know, Ferret Nazi, uh, they all are like either war vets or people who had had accidents that had left them paralyzed or unable to leave the house that often. And this was their escape. So it kind of builds on that idea with Parr, which I kind of like. Because he got into an accident, and he's permanently disabled from it. And this is him being able to go out and stuff again. Now, granted, he gets over it through virtual... Like like we said, the whole thing of, oh, my problem somehow is specifically related to what we got to deal with this episode... I'm going to miraculously get over it in this episode and we're going to win. And then he's very happy to get on a private plane three weeks later. Yeah. This is just not satisfying. I mean, it's not satisfying TV. Like as much as I was like so on board and in love with the twist. There's just not, they're not building up on it enough. There's, there's like nothing to it. And in season two, I'm just sitting here kind of sad. And apparently season two is going to end kind of early. So like in a few days from when we're recording this, it'll all be done and wrapped up and maybe hell. I, I, I just got a shrug at this. I just got a shrug. 
this is the dumb this look you you can go back to old episodes and I will say hey oh the build series is the dumb fun and this isn't dumb enough or fun enough <laughs> they throw in like the the isekai real consequences stuff really hard this season like with this show cuz like you got you got um Kazaki or whatever the Justice Knight dude he just treats it as oh I got to score points got to score points got to win got to get my victory got to get and, my KDs up and then it comes down that oh no these people are real and the person that you've been talking to like she's a dumb AI person is a real person and now you're going to feel like an asshole about it aren't you yeah just like but yeah, like I, I appreciate the idea that you, you spent how many days pressing X to skip on real people and realizing yeah. that that that's kind of fun. Although I know plenty of people who press X to skip at, you know, the coffee place and they don't <laughs> they don't feel bad about that ever. <laughs> But yeah, like you said, the twist if if there had been some stuff to build up the mystery and they had done the twist earlier, like they, they structured it for a season one, season two twist reveal kind of thing. Yeah, no, th this is it. Th this is like we're going to end in we're going to end off in the fall on this huge note of, oh, no. This is real. It has consequences on a real planet and also somehow breaks the internet on our planet. You BMP? gotta fix it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like that the story is focused, but yeah, it's it's formulaic and going really, really fucking slow. Yeah, the pacing is just weird. That That's really it. And I mean... Yeah, weird pacing in a Gundam show, that's never happened to us, but we, unlike a lot of other shows with weird pacing, I can see how you fix this, and I'm like, well, if I noticed, why didn't anybody else? Yeah. Until then, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Thank you for listening. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside was released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Visit sbopodcast.com for more episodes and hit us up on socials. Like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Anything's great. Have a good day. <laughs>